the world is so amazing, so beautiful, so wonderful. And knowing more about it just gives you even more of an experience. And knowledge yeah. is power. Knowing that all is. that. everybody uh this is the prodigy talks and with me i have a prodigy from america rodrigo medanilla uh, thanks for being here of course yeah so, and so we've been doing this for quite some time now and every time i i see a young prodigy out there um i i see the amount of confidence and you you young man you look so confident sitting out there so tell us a little about yourself who are you and you know just a little about you know anything that you think we should know better for us to get started all right well um my name is rodrigo marinilla i'm turning 14 in three days i'm from miami florida and i guess i'm a mathematics and spelling prodigy um i've been over the past years i've been in a ton of competitions and i got invited to the global child prodigy awards back in 20 like november 2018 and we held them in 2020 and it was a wonderful experience and yeah i'm just happy to be here honestly lovely so you are a mathematics and a spelling prodigy yeah and you're turning 14 in three days mm -hmm. yeah on the 27th lovely on the 27th good my my son uh you know is on the 27th of november and a good friend of mine is on the 27th of October. So how did this whole thing happen for you? Um, you know, because I'm now I'm going to remember your birthday. A very good friend is on the 27th of October. Um, so how did this whole thing happen for you? You know, the whole spelling and mathematics. How did this all, all right, happen? Well, I think it all started when I was around like two years old. Um, I like, I don't really remember this well, but, uh, but um, my mom always says that I was able to read and write in both because I'm bilingual in Spanish and English. And I was able to read and write like fluently when I was around two years old. And uh, I think then she realized that hmm, this, he might be a little bit smarter than the rest. And so then um, I got put in this pre-K and I was able to count to 150 and like do like comp not comp well, complex addition and subtraction by two and a half years old. And then, uh, so you counted on for one fifty by two and a half. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. And did, did somebody teach you to do this? No, honestly, I, I don't know how I did it, but I just got it from. I guess I just got it from my brain and my mom. <laughs> and but, mom's um, there, so shout yeah, out to mom. Right. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, then. When I was six years old, my school wanted to put me in the gifted program um, because I was showing promise. In fact, I had skipped a grade uh, when I was like right before that I had skipped a grade and I had been put from kindergarten to first. And then in second grade, I took a gifted test to find like my IQ to see if I qualified to be in the program. Mm -hmm. And I got a, a high enough IQ to enter into Mensa, an organization. I like to explain it to people as an organization for smart people, but smart people. Yeah. It, yeah, but it's the top 2% of IQs and intelligence. 
intelligence in the nation and, and in the world. So it's open to a lot of people. And basically you just converse, you have topics and you get opportunities through the organization. And they like, for example, they interviewed me just last year and they put it on their website in April of 2019. And they just can do so much. And so many like organizations and opportunities contact you through Mensa. In fact, I think Global Child Prodigy Awards found me through there. That would be a good story to tell how the Global Child Prodigy found you because I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask them on this call. So now you start accounting to 150 by the time you're two and a half and you skipped a grade because you were just good at it. And which, which school was this, if I may ask? Um, my elementary school was Pinecrest Academy South in Miami, Florida. And Lovely. That's a good place to be in also Miami, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love being on the coast. It's so nice here. It's because you can always go to the beach and you can just relax. Like it's a very chill town. It is a chill town. I haven't been there, but then there's enough popular culture to understand how cool Miami is. So you can see, you start counting and, you know, and, you know, two and a half, the grade that you missed. Which grade did you miss? I went, so it was like, I went for, I spent half a year in kindergarten and then they realized, hey, um, he's doing very promising. He's, he's getting a hundreds in everything. Maybe we could put him higher. And so they, they bring me and my mom into the office and they're like, okay, so we have an opportunity to present itself. Do you want to skip the entirety of elementary school? And I'm like, I'm just going along with this because like, uh, I'm five years old and I'm just like super excited. And I'm like, yes. And my mom was like, no, she wants me to have a childhood. So she was like, okay, what if we made a compromise? What if we skipped one or two grades to get higher than the rest? Like to put me on pace, but to skill still like, like, yeah, to put me on pace compared to the other kids. And so, but yeah, if I had taken the elementary school opportunity, I would have graduated two years ago. Graduated high school. And what are you doing now? Um, well, I transferred to one of, if not the best school in Miami, Terra Environmental Research Institute. And okay. right now I'm in the biomedical program because I want to become a surgeon. I want to become a cardiothoracic surgeon when I grow up. And, uh, it's a very rigorous program and it's very amazing, but it, yeah. And I've been enjoying it a lot. We just started physical school, um, the 5th of October. And I'm oh. just getting settled in so much. It's, it's super nice school and it's, the experience is so nice. How far is it from home? Um, it had been like around 20 minutes from our old house, but actually over the summer, we moved to a new house very close to it. Like it would be two minutes, like five minutes away from it if there's no traffic, which there normally is because I wake up at 5.30 to get there at 6.30 because it, school starts at 7.20, but I just enjoy being there so much that I get there super early just to like uh, talk to teachers about like what we're learning, uh, converse with them. Because I always love talking to teachers because they have so much insight to offer. Like even the security guards at my school, they always have like so many stories to tell, so, many, so much insight, so much, so many topics to talk about. And it's just so fun to interact with them. And mm -hmm. obviously friends that are like my age, I also talk to them as well. Beautiful. So I'm, I'm sure there must be a lot of smart people out there at this place that you're doing your biomedical program at. And at 14, you know what you want to be, a surgeon. Mm -hmm. That's amazing because a lot of kids by now would just be figuring out the what, what the world is. And you're out there with a great amount of clarity. That's, that's, that's amazing. 
See, I've I don't want to talk about this since when I was six years old. So, just to put it. In <laughs> so you've had about eight years to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's, that, and, that's unfair on others, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. That. Yeah, yeah. So listen. So I, I was, I was going through your entire, you know, profile, and then I went through your site. And then I went through your videos and I went through that video with your aunt, um, who was in that, uh, forgive me. I, and, and I, the, I real know what you're the realtor one? The realtor like, one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I was just going through that video and, you know, the sort of conversation you two were having. And just to get to know you, you know, so that I can have a meaningful conversation with you. What I was sensing as I kept looking at it is, um, you know, whatever questions you ask, you don't hold back. Right, and I'm sure there's a lot of thought to it also, but then you don't hold back. Has that helped you in any way to learn new things? Because a lot of kids hold back. Yeah, at my old elementary school, there was this system called like loot cards, which is basically if you got enough loot, like if you behaved good or showed off like a quality, you would get like, uh, I guess, I guess money that you could use to like buy like little toys and stuff. And I would get almost every day, I would get a loot card, like normally you would get it like once a month, but I would get a loot card almost every day for my teachers for the inquisitive quality. And honestly, the fact that I ask so many questions, sometimes it borders into like um, the too much information category and I annoy people sometimes, but uh, all the time it's always helps me, I've always, learned about so many topics just because I asked a lot of questions. Like there's so much to learn about the world that I don't know. And I want to know. And there's so much information. There's so much. It's so into the world. I know this sounds so generalized, but the world is so like the world is so amazing, so beautiful, so wonderful. And knowing more about it just gives you even more of an experience. And, Knowledge yeah. is power. Knowing that all is. that just makes you like, makes you love the world even more. It's beautiful that you say it that way because um, a lot of people hold back on asking questions. And I feel the fact that you can just ask freely without any inhibitions, right? The world is beautiful for those people who choose to open their eyes and see it. And uh, you're exploring more of it by asking questions. And the reason I come to that is you were on a major show called Genius Junior. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, it was in and, 2018, yes. And it was hosted by Nick? Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris, yeah. So there you go. And how was the whole experience? I saw a lot of kids out there. I, I saw uh, Shivani, one of the girls, and I saw, you know, you, you, there were two other girls that you were, you know, I think finally yeah, is, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had two other girls on my team, Shivani and Ashley. And no, it was a super fun experience. We studied a, we studied a lot, but we just our personalities interacted so much that we made like the dream team. Like everyone was calling us the dream team. And and we're still friends. We talk all the time. Like we have a group chat right now. I think I just got a text from you. Hold on. Hey, <laughs> but, say hello to them. Yeah. But um yeah, no, we talk all the time um we we get together a lot like we just went to disney like last year uh yeah everything because, was last year nothing happened this year i suppose so everything was last year <laughs> the year that time forgot was to, was this year <laughs> well um i'm sure 
So Neil Patrick Harris and and I think you were the finalist. Is is that right? Forgive yeah, me. I was a, our team was a finalist because the thing is it was teams of three and our team okay. was one of the finalists in the show. Yeah. So some of the smartest kids out there in the country, Genius Junior, and then you make it out there. Did it sort of give a lot of limelight to your life? Did people recognize you? Hey, that's that's a smart kid from TV. Is there anything yeah. like that that happened? Actually, I still get it today. But um, yeah, the fact is that show, it out of like two, because think about it, in the United States, because it was a United States show, and out of what, at least 80 million children in the US, about, hmm, if it's 2%, then 800,000 kids in Mensa. Um, and Genius Junior, again, Mensa is an amazing organization because they go through that and Mensa is just wonderful. And Genius Junior went through Mensa to look for kids to you know, add to the show's repertoire. And out of 800,000 kids, I was one of the 36 selected. So lovely. Uh, yes, that's yeah. lovely. So, if you don't mind, I'm just sort of interrupting there, but I, I'm just yeah. curious now, when did this thing happen, the Genius Junior? When did that happen? Okay. So in around December of, I th I'm not sure if it was 2015 or 2016, but a show contacted us, like, I think it was on L L NBC or Lifetime, I'm not sure. But they contacted us, America's Junior Mind Challenge. And it, uh -huh. it was just one of those shows where you pit smart kids against each other to see who will win in like battles of in, like in intellect and intuitiveness. And um, then like they buy us the tickets, we're ready to go out to California. And five days before we're supposed to film, the show gets canceled. And that must have been bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we had already packed everything. And then mm, in March of the next year or mo like March, April, May, somewhere around there, uh, another show contacts us. It's the same show, but this time they moved it to Lifetime. And then they were like, okay, so the show's uncanceled. Uh, we're going to be preparing. And then they don't even buy the tickets because it gets canceled a month after. So, and then I think they email us in mm, February of 2017. And they're like, okay, so Genius Junior is on NBC. And they give us all the information. And they call us out for a casting weekend in California to fly out um, in April. And uh, I, I am so grateful to my friends Kelly and Nico because they would always have, like my teacher, Dr. Ferran, would always give me time to practice, like study, to, to just, you know, uh, participate good in the show. But I'm always grateful to them because they were the ones who were helping me study because um, they would always like test me on stuff. Like for example, um, we had to learn the Metro in London, like the London Underground, and we had to learn the whole layout. And they would always test me. Like I would study by myself, but they would always like, mm, they would always give me like little um, exams on fill in the blank, like uh, which one attaches to pick a to Piccadilly Circus, like that kind of okay. stuff. And can I ask? And so, yeah, go ahead. Sure. No, uh, you, you said so. I'm I'm just gonna pull a bit of a trivia here. Tell us something about the London Metro that we don't know. I'm sure you, right. you would know something that we don't know, or at least not popular. Um. Okay. So I guess there's like. From what we learned, there were about, I'm sure there's a bunch more, but there are eight lines 
And um, not many people know this, but again, I'm, I'm basing this on off what I know from people in like sure. Miami. But yeah, so there's like people always get confused because there's a place called Piccadilly Circus. I, I'm sure you know it, that it's just like a big area. Like it's not a shopping it center, but it's like a, a big square. It and is. people think it's an actual circus. <laughs> uh, like, like they think there's like clowns and everything and like you know the bearded woman and that kind of stuff but no it's like a super like when we went to london because we went back in i think it was january of 2019 we went to london uh when we were coming back from spain and we went through there and it was it was beautiful but yeah piccadilly london. circus is not an actual circus it is not an actual circus that's true i mean that, that's absolutely true i was there so I, I graduated out of France. I did my master's in France. So I, I studied, I mean, so I did my schooling in India and then I went to Australia for my undergraduation. And then I did my master's in France. So yeah, that's, and then I did a short stint uh, in the United Kingdom. So that's how I, I was like, hey, just, just tell me something that maybe we just don't know. So it's good, it's good. So Piccadilly Circus is not a real circus, it is true. What did you study? Lovely. So you're the first one to ask me that. Uh, so I uh, majored in management and marketing. Oh, excellent. I, we had to take this um, test. Like my state offers this test where you like have to take an eighth grade to give you a career. And my top career was uh, medicine. My second career was in engineering. And then my third career was in mar like management and marketing. Like I actually marketing. got that exact category. Yeah, you, you got you got the whole sort of IQ levels right, doctor, engineer, and then, you know, business people. So, you know, the way I see it, uh, there are people who are good with content, and then there are people who are good with people, right? Yeah. Uh, those are different skill sets altogether, and you, you necessarily don't have to be good in everything. And for me, I figured I was good with people. And if you asked me what sort of a you know, business I run, I would say I'm in the people's business. Because education is also people's business and uh, consulting, it's also people's business. And that's what we do. But in, enough about me. And I'm, I have a lot of questions to ask you, right? So, and this is, just, just feel free. Just feel free. So you're 14, uh, Genius Junior, you're popular now. And then you, you're already clear about the whole surgeon thing. And where did the whole spelling thing come, you know? Okay, so... I remember that it all started in like first grade because my school didn't offer a program with the National Spelling Bee in elementary. But in first grade, I remember that I like won a class spelling bee and that started my interest in linguistics and etymology. I love linguistics, I always have. Like um, I use this language learning app and I kind of have 11 languages queued up. It might be a bit overkill, but I love learning languages and I love learning. What are those 11 languages? Um, okay, I'm gonna have to do this for Mary. Uh, so there's Arabic, there's French, there's Italian, there's German, there's, um, I think I did like a little stint in Mandarin, uh, Hindi, um, oh. Esperanto, which is a constructed language that, um, sure. basically, like it's not an act, like it is an actual language, but it's a there's no dialect for it. Yeah, like it's not meant to, uh, like it's meant to be the lingua franca of the entire world. Um, oh, okay. What else? What else? Navajo. Uh, what is that? Navajo is a Native American language from around the, like the Arizona, New Mexico area of the United States, like the Southwest. Okay. Uh -huh. um, they had code talkers back in the 1940s that spoke like 
only in Navajo because no one else understood that language because it was a very rare language. I'm also learning Catalan, which is uh, part of Catalonia in Spain. And sure. I think I did- like, Is that very of... different? But is that very different to Spanish? Is Catalan, Catalan different to Spanish? He's like a crossbreed between French and Spanish. Like There's for a lot example- of Latin yeah, yeah, because it, it, it is a Latin-based language. Um, it, like, for example, in Spanish, you would say los as the article for, um, for like a plural masculine noun. Uh, in French, you would say les. And then in, in Catalan, you would say els. Because in Spanish, the singular article for masculine is el, but the plural is los. So the Catalan singular el Catalan, else. Yeah, like plural else. But okay. yeah, that and High Valyrian, again, I did a little stint in it, which is the, the language from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I was just wondering. But it has been published, hasn't been, uh, the language yeah. as it is. Yeah, I, and they, I don't know how, but I think like actual official of employees, because the thing is, some of the languages, like they need approval, like soup, like big approval from the corporate employees and all that. But I think some employees actually worked on the course for High Valyrian, um, because I mean, it's a popular language. They also have a course for Klingon, but I never really took that. So, <laughs> I, okay, no, uh, very well. So 11 languages and High Valyrian, that was a big surprise. Uh, yeah. but. Do you even converse with somebody in High Valerian? Uh, no, because as I said, I did a little stint in it. But I mean, I don't know. I've just always loved that linguistic. In fact, um, on this social media site that I use that has like very, like a lot of um, subtopics that you can like converse. It's a very popular uh, social media site. But um, so there's this subtopic called conlangs, which is just constructed languages. And I actually tried to design my own script because back when I was in like sixth grade, I was super interested in like creating a language like Esperanto. And I started creating a language and I started creating my own script. And it's like very specific. I, I think I can still write in it. I'm not sure though, but, no, but that's yeah, I amazing. That, that'll be amazing. I mean, if, if High Valerian just still became a language, that's like, straight out of popular culture because I know a lot of people, Game of Thrones fans, uh, who maybe attempt uh, to, to learn High Valerian. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've, I've seen that on some forums. So I was just wondering if you find somebody to talk to in High Valerian, if at all, there is something like that. But yeah. If you in learning, I will absolutely try. But I never even watched Game of Thrones, to be honest. I just found you the did? concept. No, never. Like not a single episode. Like I know like, there are some, I know some of the names of the characters, but really nothing. What are the names never, you know? What, what are the names uh, you know? Okay, when I say names, I mean name. <laughs> the only name, name that okay. I know is Arya Stark, I think. Something like that. Of all people, Arya Stark. Yeah, she was like, I mean, I don't want it to be a spoiler for you, but she's, mm -hmm. she plays a penultimate role in the whole, you know, uh, mm -hmm. let's say I shouldn't, I shouldn't spoil it for you if at all you choose to watch it someday. Yeah. Why? Even if you have the time for it, yeah. No, but, but um, it's, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. So I, I just, I'm just trying to explore you. I'm just trying to understand you. So math, spellings, and then, you know, all of that going. And then Mensa, when did that happen? At what age did it happen? So as I said previously, um, when I was six years old, um, the whole gifted test thing, I had to take an, an IQ test. And I got a score high enough to be in like 
what was it? The top uh, 0.6 percent of the the world, and so. And what was that? The IQ, if I may ask, what was your IQ? Um, at second, that's it was So as I said, it was in the top 0.6 percent. Thanks, man. Thanks, um, it was from, it, it was the IQ, this is in second grade, so it, yeah, it might have, but I'm sure it, it would was, have evolved by then. Yeah, 147. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so now, now you make me feel so inferior. <laughs> I'm pulling you like that. No, no, good, good. No, because I, I've had, you know, the absolute joy of talking to some prodigies and the IQ scores that I keep hearing every now and then amongst, you know, young people with, this, with great amount of, you know, purpose and drive is phenomenal because there are people out there who get these significant scores and don't know what to do with it. So those exactly. abilities are lost. And I see you with your, with, with the drive. This is what I want to do. That's amazing. Have you ever given it a shot again? Uh, sorry, could you repeat that? Have you done another test anytime recently? Oh, no, do you no, do I it regularly? Is it even necessary to do it? It's not necessary. I am planning to take it one of these days, like, because I need to take my, I'm going to take my SATs, uh, my SAT, like, you, I think you know what an SAT, the US exam. Yeah, well, for those of you who do not know it, it's an aptitude test in America that gets you into good colleges. Yeah. Yeah, th that's, that's basically it. But yeah, um, I took one in seventh grade and I was planning to take an IQ test along with that, but I didn't like, I didn't have the time to, because they sprung the opportunity for me to take the SAT. They gave me about a week to do it. Like, to, mm -hmm. cause I, I was taking algebra one, which is two years ahead of what I am in. Right. Like at the time it was two years ahead of what I'm in. And so, mm -hmm. and the test covers all the way to algebra two, which is four years ahead. And Honestly, I did, uh, I don't mean to brag, but I did amazingly <laughs> for, for someone who had just started learning the concept of algebra. And yeah, I did really good. And I was planning to take an IQ test as well, but I didn't have the time. But yeah, as soon as I take the PSAT, which is basically like a, a practice one that they give you every year after seventh grade, um, I'm I should take an IQ test after that, like maybe the day after actually. So getting into Mensa is one thing. Do you have to do something to retain yourself in Mensa? Is there a cycle that you keep taking the test? Hello? Rodrigo, you there? Yeah, I had a technical I lost you for a moment. So, very well. So, no, I, I was asking, uh, getting into Mensa is something. But do you have to continue to take continuous evaluations to retain, you know, whatever, yourself in Mensa? Is there something like that? Once you're in, you're in. You don't really have to participate in any activities. I participate, like I already said, I participated in like an interview with the Mensa magazine, but you don't, mm -hmm. like once you're in, you're in. You gotta like pay an annual membership fee, but other than that, you are, you are set for Lovely. life. And they Lovely. offer a lot of opportunities and stuff, so. I'm sure they do. And they open a lot of doors as well. And for all you know, I'm gonna ask Global Child Prodigy, how did we find you? And maybe if it was through Mensa, that'll be something. Yeah. Oh yeah. And also speaking of which, one of the ways that I got um, into Global Child Prodigy Awards, I think it was around 4,000 people um, nominated me. Like, I'm not sure because I don't know the full stats, but I think it was around 4,000 people. Yeah.
Lovely. Now, being, I, I know the strenuous process uh, that the founders of uh, Global Child Prodigy uh, have put in place to choose somebody as a prodigy. And it says a lot if they choose somebody as a prodigy because it is not a discipline, it's multiple disciplines. And you can have multiple people from the same discipline uh, being recognized because a prodigy is a prodigy. And you hope that they develop on that innate talent and they go further. So I, I'm sure, uh, you know, I, I just, I was just curious as to how did they find you and how did the whole thing, I'm, I'm aware of the process, but you know, for everybody, there's some sort of a very well, because there are a lot of kids out there uh, who keep messaging me and after they watch a show like this and they say, uh, listen, uh, I, I would love to apply for the Prodigy Awards. And if I'm not wrong, we've had a few thousand requests over the last few weeks alone. Oh my God. That's yeah, yeah. And, and we, we get to choose a hundred of them. It sounds so unfair, uh, but then choosing a hundred out of them is, is, a, is a very strenuous process. And this year it's happening in, in the Middle East, in Dubai. Oh, uh, in Dubai. Yeah, wow. in Dubai, in Dubai. Yes, and if I'm not wrong, March 2021. So uh, this year it's happening there. And then I get to do the Prodigy Talks for the next few months, you know, just talk to the prodigies and, you know, have a chat with them and understand. So anyways, uh, just coming to the Prodigy Awards, how did it feel? Because you, you know, there were so many other kids from different part of the world. Uh, did you enjoy it? To be honest, I, I still keep in touch with some of the people that I met at the Global Child Prodigy Awards. But Lovely. no, it was beautiful. The flight was very long. But other than that, that was, no. It, I came to Delhi and it was, Delhi is such a beautiful city. Like, it is. it's so nice. We visited, uh, you know, all the main sites in Delhi itself, like not in Agra, but we like just like naming, for example, I think it was Humayun's tomb. It was just beautiful. And yes. the ceremony itself was, was wonderful. Like I had so much fun. Like I just felt so honored to be there. Love yeah. it. Love especially it. by especially being recognized by um mr satyarthi um yes yeah. kaila satyarthi yes he's a nobel peace prize uh, winner and he along with malala yusuf uh were the peace prize winners yeah beautiful no i'm, I'm glad you remember the, even so vividly um can i ask this though right there are a lot of kids out there uh, who think you know they want to be recognized and you know recognition is just you know, a byproduct of the discipline that you have. Recognition should not be the aim itself, right? Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to tell them out there? You know, listen, don't worry about the recognition or is there anything that you'd like to tell them? Feel free. Honestly, recognition, uh, recognition is wonderful in my opinion, but it, it's like not all that. Like we have so many heroes. We have so many um, people to look up to that don't get recognized. We have firefighters. We have people who defend us. We have, um, we have doctors. We have people on the front lines for like COVID itself. We have so many things that we do not give them recognition for, but they deserve. And honestly, you don't need recognition to be a hero. You don't need recognition to be a good person. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah. It, it's a bonus, in my opinion. Some people don't like it. Um, some people don't like all the, like, the spotlight shining on them. But yeah. it, there are so many people who deserve it and sure. so many people who should get it. And, but, and they, don't even, they don't even have to be a prodigy. They can just be, like, a normal, everyday person who, like, 
uh, in the stereotypical example, a firefighter saving a cat from a tree for, a, for an old uh, yeah. grand something it can be anything and they don't need recognition because they're still a hero at heart and what heart okay. and the heart is what matters so as long as you're passionate about what you're doing and uh, you're doing it you know uh, unconditionally i think uh, you know some some kids when i get a message from them i get some messages from parents as well and to all you parents out there global child prodigy awards are open uh, please do get onto the website and register if you feel uh, that you'd like to be out there nominated for the Prodigy Awards. Uh, but just wait it out. Uh, there is a long and strenuous process that is at play. And we will come back to you. And today, it is it is wonderful to be having a chat with you, Rodrigo. Um, is there any country that you're planning on visiting after the whole uh, lockdown situation is lifted? I know America's got a lot going on right now with the elections and all that, but is there any country that you plan on visiting after all of this is done? Honestly, so I love traveling. We've traveled like all around. Like I would like, personally, I'd like to travel to Asia and Africa because we've been all over Europe and it's beautiful, but I'd like to get to know a more, I'd like to get to know more cities. Like, in fact, when you mentioned Dubai, I was so surprised and I was like, so like, I've been ecstatic to go. Like, do you know how they hosted the, well, they were planning to host the World's Fair in Dubai for yeah. 2020? Expo 2020, yeah. Yeah, um, I wanted to go so bad, but the whole pandemic thing just completely shut down that idea. So it, it, is, it is still on, but it's on for next year, if I'm not wrong. It's been delayed by, yeah. yeah. And no, I'd, I... I, I know it's, 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 it's amazing because it sets the benchmark for what the next 50 years are going to be like. And I think a lot of people with wonderful ideas are going to be there. And so you're planning on visiting Dubai for the... Yeah, no, I'm because when we were going, actually, when we were going to Global Child Prodigy Awards, I assumed we were stopping in Dubai because, uh, but we stopped in Qatar, but I was so excited. And I've, honestly, the Middle East is such, it's such a beautiful place. It's such a wonderful it's place. I love learning. Yeah. Yeah, I love learning. Personally, I love history as well. And I love learning about just all those topics and um, Middle Eastern, like Ottoman, Mamluk, all that uh, history. I am so interested in it. And even modern history, like Saudi Arabia, um, like um, the Arabian Peninsula's history in general is just so interesting, especially since some of my heritage, indirectly, it comes from the uh, Arab Peninsula and the Levant because- Is it? Um, would, would you mind telling us more? Well, it's not like, again, it's indirectly, it's not really that close at all, but sure. the, Recon the Reconquista, Spanish culture is just like European Gothic culture blended with like Arab Muslim culture um, because the, the Umayyads, they conquered Spain and they had a caliphate in there. Yeah. And then after that, uh, the Reconquista happened and the, uh, the Christians took it away from the Moors, yeah. but um blood spanish blood is a blend of all sorts of uh arab european um even african and um even some native american blood um it's just uh, spain is a melting pot and hispanic people are just melting pots in themselves so. now uh, for most of the people don't know that one of the most commonly spoken languages in the world is spanish mm -hmm. uh, 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 i'm not sure i think it's about like three no not 300 um 700 million if i'm not mistaken i probably am mistaken but no that's okay but that's it's just just so popular because i always thought it was going to be english mandarin and then french but then i then i understood spanish 
as it is, you know, um, as, as a very widespread base, because entire Latin America, then you have uh, Spain itself, and yeah, not much of Africa people. speaks, yeah. But yeah, Spanish is the second most commonly natively spoken language. Mandarin is the most common native spoken Spanish. It is. Sorry, someone called. No, that's okay. Good, 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 good. Maybe yeah. maybe there's somebody trying to ping you and say, "Hey, you're on live on Facebook." Actually, so. that's exactly. But um, yeah, Spanish is second. English is the third most commonly native spoken, but it it's the most commonly learned language. Like it's the most spoken language in the world, just because uh, like it's the lingua franca of the world. So many people have learned it. it to because like someone oh. from uh, someone from Arabia, someone from China, someone India. from. Russia, they can all communicate in one language because it's such a widespread language. It is. It is. I mean, the very reason, I mean, the very fact that you and I are able to communicate is because you and I speak English and I, English is not my mother tongue. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, so that's a bit. Very well. Lovely, lovely, lovely catching up with you, uh, Rodrigo. And um, shout out to the mom behind the screen who's been kind enough <laughs> and smiling. Um, exactly. but, you're um, an yeah, amazing man. Thank you're you. an amazing you man and I absolute joy absolute joy and I wish you all the very best and I hope to you know uh, see you achieve all that you have ambition for yourself and you're a very smart young man so we wish you the very very best and thanks for being on the Prodigy Talks thank you so much thank you for inviting me and it was a pleasure honestly all right then take care there see you then